You are listening to the strongest podcast on the internet, the Gym Life Podcast with Mighty Joe and the world's most average man, Robbie Millar. It's time to flex and be entertained. The Gym Life Podcast starts right now. All right, welcome everybody to the Gym Life Podcast live on Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock and we're here to entertain everybody out there and I know we should have a pretty decent audience coming in tonight so we appreciate everybody out there who's joining us here for our live episode uh, you know we started uh, advertising maybe a little bit of what we're going to talk about so some of you guys know kind of what's on the agenda here tonight uh, and that might uh, keep you a little more involved in what we got going on uh, as a podcast uh, weekly so we're going to keep that going um, what was I going to start tonight oh uh, all my uh, Facebook groups out there uh, I just give a shout out to starting strongman, the strongman club. And more recently we started one up as well in the great lakes region called the great Lakes strongman. So, uh, get on Facebook and check that out. Also too, we're on IG, we're uh, gymlife.media, of course, on our website, we've got all of our content there as well. And of course you can always find us on YouTube, just like you're watching now, uh, all of our stuff goes up, uh, right after the show. And of course, all of our interviews are up there as soon as we, you know, get those out there as well. So anything to add? No, no, I know just so everybody knows we're having a little bit of a, lag right now with the video and i'm working on it as joe is talking so welcome to the show like subscribe and follow and all that stuff i'm going to work on this while joe kicks us off so yeah and uh just to be clear this is uh robbie you wear that sweater every time but it's a work sweater so i want to make sure do people, i wear it every time i want to make sure people know out there that you yeah i come straight from my new job right um right. you know paying for this stuff and then uh actually not even this paying for my personal bills that i've amassed and then uh and so, yeah, I don't even change. I'm going to change next week. I didn't realize I wore yeah. it every week. Well, I noticed that when I was actually doing some editing on the videos today. Well, now I, I feel... My... I, I was confused. I couldn't tell what episode we were on. I had to look at my shirt instead okay. of your shirt. So, okay. anyhow, I don't mean to embarrass you on the show. No, you're good. We start off just pointing something out, yeah. So, uh, quick shout-out to... I uh, already did that on the social media shout-outs. Uh, the other housekeeping is I'm still looking for my Clash companion. Guys, seriously, you're going to tell me there's nobody out there that wants to go to Clash with me? I mean, I'm starting to take it personally. I'm going to be honest with you. It's a 14-hour drive. I'll drive most of the way. Just try to keep me up and maybe take over for a few hours. Cost you a couple hundred bucks in gas. We have a condo there. Uh, we're sharing that with John Stacy and his girlfriend, who, of course, is Thick, Strong, and Awkward podcast. We're going to spend three great nights out there enjoying the Clash show and enjoying all the partying on the beach that goes along with it. Um, so yeah, I'm still looking for somebody within a couple hour proximity of the Detroit area or even South. Uh, I thought I had somebody lined up in Ohio that I could have just stopped by and picked up on the way down. But in any case, if anybody wants to go, got one week left, I'm leaving next Wednesday, uh, reach out to me on IG, reach out to me on Facebook. Uh, be more than happy to take on, uh, somebody with me as a travel companion, get down there and enjoy the show with, I may just require you to take a few pictures with the camera, maybe hold a camera. If I can get a chance to talk to one or two of these athletes down there, just to get some footage from the show. Cause I'd be a fool not to do that. Right. It's going to be a great show as you know. So, oh yeah, for sure. Um, just real quick. Um, your buddy said your shirt's perfect GI Joe. So yeah, thank yeah, you. shout out to yeah. your shirt. Yeah. Um, apparently you have a better wardrobe than I do. Pam also said, I do wear this every time. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm feeling a little self-conscious. Well, I knew and, I shouldn't you know, I, might I knew I changed my clothes. I'm sorry. I was just no, I was I'm just kidding. looking out for you. I want to make sure people I'm didn't kidding. think you were that guy living on the street. I probably you know. do just live. Yeah. shortly here I might be in the street. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I was trying to find my shirt for the day because if you if you 
we'll look at some of our podcasts or some of you that have been following mm-hmm. us. I try to change my T-shirt every time. Yeah. Now we're at like 32. Yeah, you're just going to have to recycle. I'm going to recycle yeah. T-shirts now. I'm going to have to start wearing them again. So this is one I got recently. And, uh, of course, uh, I'll try to – I listen, I'm waiting to get to Clash because I know no doubt they're going to have some cool vendors there, some cool shirts already. Yeah. So I'll be picking up a few of this those This year well. We'll, we'll collect a lot more gym shirts, yes. a lot more strongman yes. shirts That's for right. sure. So. That's right. Yeah, yeah, especially strongman shirts, yeah, and yeah. some of these powerlifting shows as well. Speaking of which, uh, housekeeping, USAPL live stream. Yeah. What's the date on that, April? It's the 30th. April 30th. Yeah, we're, two, we're like yep. two weeks away, two weeks and a couple days away from the Michigan Ladies of Iron, which is the Michigan portion of the USAPL Ladies of Iron. Um, so for those who listen to our show outside of Michigan, Michigan's not the only one doing it. Um, it's like 14 states, 12 or 14 states um, all over the country doing it the same day, all women competing um, and lifting heavy shit, which, I mean, everyone should get behind. So if you have an opportunity and it's in your state, you should go and watch it. If not, you can log on to our live stream and enjoy Michigan's version of it. So Yeah, right. Absolutely. And uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to get down there and do that. Yeah. It's been a while. It seems like we've had a little lag in powerlifting shows in the last well, couple because, months. Well, it's because, yeah. Well, what happened, yeah. I mean, at least on the USAPL side is um, it was the month break. So this year's schedule is going two months on, one month off. Yeah. Um, so... That we were in the month break, oh, gotcha. so that's oh, what happened. So there. I didn't know yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So it'll be two months and then one off, and then two months and then one off, two months yeah, and one that off. Makes sense. Unless she know. happens to throw an extra one in there by you know popular demand, but um, that was actually uh, brought up by our good friend up at Petoskey Strength and Fitness, Tammy Joe. She said, "Enough of the strong man shit. Let's talk about women lifting shit." Yeah, so, well, we can't wait, Tammy Joe. I mean, yeah, we're just waiting for this I, shit to I, actually happen. Well, I feel happen, bad right? because our last couple episodes were very strong man heavy, and today is gonna be a little strong man uh, heavy again, but for good reason. So yeah, on the don't back. Tune out on us if you're a power lifter because this this is important information what we're going to discuss um because it it does kind of correlate to powerlifting too when you when we start talking about what we're going to talk about yeah we'll get there we'll leave that on the table yeah you're right and there's a lot there's a lot coming down the pipe with powerlifting of course the usapl events that we're a part of uh, uspa we got the croc event in june we're going to talk about that a lot of powerlifting going on with that yeah there's one called uh what is it the uh uh, battle the bitches out in las vegas i want to get to that's a huge show this year that's going on nationally so we got a lot of powerlifting on the table and you know what else we got on the table and I, <laughs> I said I wasn't going to get back into it. I was on the, well, I did say I was on the fences. I, I reinvented my love for bodybuilding a little bit uh-huh. this weekend. I, I did. I did. And here's why. You know, I gave bodybuilding a bunch of shit with these people that were, uh, you know, th- these tragedies that were taking place. And, you know, it's never fun to see and hear. And, of course, it happens in every sport. And there's guys out there screaming right now. But, hey, it fucking happens everywhere. I get that. We see it a lot in bodybuilding. I'm not going to rehash all that. So it got kind of a bad taste in my mouth because you hate you know, kind of seeing the direction that was going in for the price you pay to get there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it, there was a local show around here this weekend, and we had a couple friends in it. I didn't get a chance to go to the show, but I seen all the uh, good stuff and the stuff that was coming through social media on the show. And I just look at these guys that I know from the gym that compete in bodybuilding, uh, you know, on the amateur level, and good amateurs at that, uh, that are arguably national guys. The effort, dedication that they put into training, just like the rest of us lifting weights, right? They're all a little different, guys. We know that. Bodybuilders <laughs> are list because their commitment is different when it comes yeah. to their dieting. They're generally, their generally most of them, especially the high-level ones, are introverted. They're introverted guys, yeah. but you come to love and appreciate and respect these, what they're doing in the gym. And I lost sight of that for a minute because yeah. you, you see all this other shit going on. Because and you the product. 
Yeah. yeah. And not, not the people doing it, but the end product right. of it. Right? right. And that's, that's kind of where that comes from. Yeah. That's like we said, like when we talked about before going back to powerlifting, you know, that, that female junior that set the bench press world record with a one inch range of motion, right. no, taking nothing away from her. She did everything within the rules, taking nothing away from people who compete in bodybuilding. Obviously you love the sport. You do the sport for the reasons that you do it. Um, we don't have a problem with that. In fact, like you said, we have a lot of a lot friends of that yeah, are bodybuilders and I appreciate what goes into it. I would never probably want to do it myself. Um, for no other reason than I'm not that dedicated, <laughs> <That's right. That's laughs> the right. real reason. Yeah. So that should tell you all you need to know about that sport. The people that do it are very dedicated, dedicated. to what they do. Yeah. And you have to admire that. And our partner, Pam is, a, you know, a bodybuilder, prior sure, bodybuilder. Sure. So yeah. obviously yeah. we have a lot of love and respect for her. So it's nothing there guys. Don't, don't take any of that that way. It's when we express some of these opinions, oftentimes we're talking about the sport, the organization. It's almost never an individual. I don't think you've probably ever heard us mention a single individual in a negative light on this show. And we probably won't ever do it unless they come after me personally, because then I'll, then I'll do it. Oh, I know you're waiting for that. Yeah. I know you're waiting for that. I think you throw little breadcrumbs out there every, I, every once in a while. Do. Sometimes I'm trying do. to bait them. Yeah, I, you know? I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even when I tell you not to, you're still doing it. I know. Yeah, but no, in, in all in all fairness, uh, yeah, I, and I love these guys that competed and these gals that competed. Man, they put in a lot of hard work, and, and I'm banging weights with them every day in the gym. You know, when I see them, and, and they're nothing short of amazing when they're when they put their work ethic in, just like a lot of strongman powerlifters and any other you know general lifting guy or strength athlete does. So much appreciation to them. But you know, it got me thinking. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine. And we were talking about kind of the IF, IFBB status. The show was really small, right? It, I guess, let me back up. The show was really small. And come to find out, a lot of these shows that are happening right now with the MPC are smaller. Okay. They're, they're nowhere near the size they were last year. In large part, maybe because COVID had finished and everybody was excited to get out and show their package off and that sort of thing. Uh, but they're seeing a little bit more of it again this year. The show had like 46 competitors in it. Last year it was a hundred and something competitors, and it was significantly different. Okay. And I asked that question. That's a total overall categories. To, uh, overall, yeah, okay. it was overall. Um, and I asked the question to my friend. I said, "What do you think's causing that?" And the, and what she said was, uh, uh, "Social media." Yeah. And it got it got me thinking. You know, you're right. You know, we talked about that before the show, mm -hmm. and social media is taking bodybuilding to a, an area where it never thought it would be, where you're not relying so much on that pro status or that national status to get you where you need to be on a physique level, right? Because these social media people now, these, these influencers or these influencer-esque type people within the fitness community, they don't need to have a status attached to them. They can show their physique off in a social media setting. Mm -hmm. They can still get the sponsors. Yep. You know, They can still get all the accolades that come with it, and they don't need a pro card anymore yeah. to do that. Where in the old days, or old days, right, not too long ago, even not too long ago in the social media a few setting, years ago. a few years ago, mm -hmm. it was kind of a required or a prerequisite to kind of be on top of the game to either A, be a top national level competitor, or you were trying to get that IFBB pro status because that was going to take you, I guess, to the promised land, right? Whatever right. that is. Right. Anymore, that's not the case. Yeah, I think uh, Yeah, I think you, you and your friend hit it right on the head. I think social media has a big impact on that, obviously. Um, I think probably your, your top-level athletes and your, your real sponsorships are probably still only going to sure. IFBB elite, pros. Elite, yeah. Um, yeah. Or high level influencers right. are probably actually truly sponsored by these companies. A lot of these guys are sponsored, but 
sponsored in an, in an affiliate way or minor sponsorships or whatever it right. is, clothing sponsorship, whatever it may be. But for you to make your money, that's all you really need. That's right. You don't have to have this full high-end sponsorship anymore when you can monetize Instagram, you can monetize Facebook, you can monetize YouTube, right. you can start a Patreon account for content. So what's the incentive to go get your IFBB Pro other than to say you're an IFBB Pro? Again, taking nothing away from anybody that's ever done that, it's an incredibly difficult thing to do. We know a lot of people that have done it for years and have never become a pro. That's right. But that's their goal. That's what's that's their goal. Right, right. That's, it ends up that's, being a that's goal. really all right. that ends up being. That's right. To be honest, yep. you know, um, because there are other pathways to the end result that you want. You can get a good physique without being an IFBB pro. You can have people judge your physique if you th just throw it up on Instagram. Everyone's going to tell you sure. what's wrong with your body. Biggest audience. You don't. Yeah, world, you don't even right? have to pay to get told right. how ugly you exactly. look, and you can make a living doing it. So that's what's right. the what's the point of the? Yeah, you like know. you said, that top one percent, maybe that, maybe that little bit of extra opportunity that you would get, which is arguable how you would weigh that anyhow, um, without having to beat up your body and go through the the the, the rigmarole of, of prepping for a show, Prep, yeah. the cost of a show, the investment, yeah. of course, that uh, not just the investment of going to the show, but all the things that kind of are a prelude to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't make sense to a lot of people anymore. Now there's all these organizations that are kind of popping up out there that provide other pathways to a pro status, right? It's a little similar to what we're going to be talking about in a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, these pathways now where just because I don't attach the acronym IFBB to my, my profile to call myself a pro, if that's all it takes, a lot of these top sort of national or middle national contenders in the MPC can go to these other organizations now and easily get their pro status, whatever that is, under what acronym, I don't right. know. And that's all they need, right? If they're even looking for that. If that's what they're looking that's for. It. Yeah, yeah right. if that's what. And I think that's what it comes down to, right? Is now it's just like, I think before, like we talked about, to gain any of that stuff, um, you had to be an IFBB pro. That's and that's right. why that yeah. was the goal. And I think that's kind of falling off now. So um, because you don't have to be an IFBB pro to make a living as a bodybuilder. With that being said, let me be perfectly clear. There's not a lot of people making a very good living as no. bodybuilders. There's that's still a very small percentage, but you can make an income from being a bodybuilder and never be an IFBB pro. Yeah. There's more opportunity. For yeah. Sure. So yeah. it just, yeah. it really just going to come down to an individualistic plan. And I think the IFB, the IFBB, the NPC, if they want to stay around as relevant, it's going to have to mean something more, I think. Yeah. Um, then and, and they're gonna have to adapt to this yeah and i think they're a little bit slow to that um because they were the one right so they didn't have to adapt yeah there's some arrogance involved in that for well sure, and i know. think it's and, and, it, and it might it might even be to their credit um like unknown arrogance you know there's like they didn't they haven't realized that this shift happened can't and, teach an old dog new tricks yeah man that. there's there's not always early adapters to everything mm -hmm. there's some people that are like no this is how it, it's worked it's worked it's worked why isn't it working? Why isn't it working? Why? Right. Isn't it? And that's if that's what they want to do. They might just truck along being the IFBB and they can do whatever they want. Yeah, and I, and I think it, you know ultimately it's it, they're they're not going anywhere. But you're right. If they want to make some adjustments and produce a better product, there's always room for that type of improvement. And that's a whole nother show. But I, I thought it was an interesting kind of observation. You know, when I looked at the size of that show and thought, what is really happening here? Is there a deeper meaning than just the fact that it was a couple small shows or we're after COVID? And yeah, and I think we really hit it on the head there in that conversation that you know, social media has provided a different avenue now for these athletes to be great athletes and be recognized for what they're doing, 
without having to take themselves into a yeah. situation financially or other to get there. Yeah. And know? I think a lot of us, you know, myself included, um, it's, it's less about necessarily being a pro as it is, um, you know, about that process anyways. Right. It's about like for a lot of these guys, it's about having a good physique. It's That's about, right. you know, having people judge them and admire them. And, and there's no need for that, that pro status even, no, you know, no. in, in any organization, no, you know, no. and like I said, there's a lot of and these guys, the lifting community, it doesn't like, really I mean, exist, does and it? everyone has yeah. the, yeah. And everyone yeah. has their own thing. Like, uh, Nimai Delgado, he's a vegan and he looks fantastic. Super famous. Yeah. Super right. famous. Makes a fortune. Yeah. You kind of find sponsored by veg bit. nutrition. Right. Sure, and like, sure. I mean, he's, yeah. his life's paid for yeah. not an IFP hey, pro. You really want to go out and try to find out where you fit in. Just look at the industry a little bit and go, okay, who's representing where, and where are they lacking somebody to represent? Right. And you can kind of find that yeah. niche or that niche a little bit. And yeah. anyhow, I, I thought that was a great observation uh, or by, by my friend, of course, who pointed it out to me. And, and again, to all these bodybuilders out there, you know, we're uh, in the past few weeks, if you heard me giving this sport some shit, it wasn't you at all. Of course, it was the fact that there's a lot of things that are happening that uh, it's hard for all of us to stomach. For C sure. Cedric McMillan passed away. I don't know if you saw yeah, that. Yeah, 42 yeah. years old. That's all I'm going to say about that. You know yeah. what my feelings are about that kind of stuff. So, and yeah. I don't know the entire backstory, so I don't want to go there. But most certainly, it had something to do with everything we talked about in the past few weeks. And at the end of the day, if you want yeah. to go be an IFBB pro, go. Like for a yeah. lot of people, that's still the pinnacle. Yeah, and I agree. And, yeah, and absolutely. And you know yeah. what? Go for it, man. Like, yeah. do you? Um, but then there's a lot of us out there that that's just not the pinnacle. Yeah. And well, for me, anyhow. You know, so. and it's it's you know, but I'm mean, just saying, like maybe that maybe for them the pinnacle is you know financial gain. Oh, then there's no need to necessarily be an IFB. So yeah, but if that's Anyhow. your goal, I I strongly suggest if you don't want to be an IFB pro, go become an IFB fucking pro. We all set goals, right? Yeah. There you go. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Hey, you know, um, real quick too, because I'm going to Clash next weekend. Hey, are you going to Clash next week? I am. Didn't I tell you that? Yeah. yeah. Well, 17 times here in the last hour, <laughs> complaining about I got nobody to travel with. Holy shit! Here I go. Where are those box of notos back from the day, right? Yeah. Oh, that, do those right. still exist? I don't think they, they outlawed. I think they shit. outlawed the right the caffeine pills, yeah, or whatever the fuck. I used to like go to the state thing. fair on those. Like yeah. I would literally like the state fair would come for ten days in the summer, yeah. and I would live on notos and Mountain Dew, and right. like, never right. leave the, the state fair. It's right. <laughs> closest thing you got to an eight ball <laughs> like back straight then. Straight cocaine, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mountain Dew and, and notos for sure. But uh, no, going to Clash, of course, and I mentioned that. And, but you know, there was a post the uh, the other day about the U eighty two women's Clash. Uh, payout and I this is worth mentioning because once again uh, he's getting it done yeah you know shout out to Anthony Furman you're getting it done uh, first place twelve thousand dollars second place five thousand dollars third place three thousand mm dollars -hmm. women's show right yeah and we're talking about equal pay or trying to uh, equal opportunity to make money and we get it there's always going to be some disparity there that's a whole different po podcast with a whole different conversation but it's nice to see it in our sport coming around a little bit because these women are incredible and they're doing some fucking yeah. great things and you know i'm a huge fan of the women's side of the sport for in large part maybe a little bit more than the men because they just are offering a lot more they're offering a lot more when it comes to what they're getting done right now. There's a lot more progression. Yes, happening. absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot more progression happening and coming in the women's division um, for sure. So that's a, it's a very exciting time to be a women's athlete in strength sports. Um, I will touch on the, on the equal pay thing real quickly. Yeah, yeah. I think strongman powerlifting, if we have a paid structure there, which we do with some pro series things yep. has a unique opportunity to ensure that the men and women are paid the same You're because right. they can compete yeah. at the same time. So mm -hmm. the revenue can be equally dispersed and yep. it should be. 
because you have no way to know if you can, you're not going to poll people. Did you come here to watch the men or the women? Like that's, right. that's, that's horseshit. Yeah, that's a good point. It's yeah. hard to do that in other sports. You can't have male and female soccer playing at the same time in the same venue, you know? So right. it's so easy to, easy it's to easier for them to go, well, we only right. generate this much revenue, right. but in strength sports, we have a unique opportunity to ensure that they're paid the same and they absolutely should be. Yeah. But that's all I'm going to say yeah. about that. No, that's a great point too. I love that. You're absolutely right. Uh, yeah, we'll maybe bring that up on another show and have a deeper discussion about that because it is very unique to our yeah. community. It really is. So I'd love to see that. That was awesome to see, and uh, I'm sure the women. And we're actually going to come back around to that a little bit later. Yeah, yeah we will. Yeah, yeah, we will. Actually, we'll <laughs> come back around to it in about here about seconds. Here about a minute. Yeah. Yeah, because it really <laughs> kind of leads into kind of what we're talking about a little bit. You know, in the in the past week, probably the past week in particular, I've I've. Uh, talk to several people and they ask questions and, and the, these amateurs will get a hold of me on a forum or just on our IG or something, you know, not that we're the experts because we're not. I actually just reach out to people and get information and pass it along here a lot of times to educate ourselves a little bit. Sure. So a lot of the questions are always, what are the pathways to becoming a pro? And that's on everybody's mind, right? And we talk about that. Only really 1% of the guys really apply to that. But it's a question that a lot of guys, even on an amateur level, want to know because ultimately that, again, could be their goal someday. That's what they're working towards. And mm-hmm. God bless them. We should all set these, you know, set these goals out there, put these you know, things out of our reach a little bit that make us go after them and try to get them. So those are always good questions and questions that I had as well. Like, well, what is, what is it, the pathways to become these pros? Sure. And then it got, the other questions would lead into, you know, what's the difference between Strongman Corp and USS, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a big one you hear a lot of because guys want to compete in one or the other. They're only able to compete in one and maybe not in the other. Is there any advantage or disadvantage to competing? And of course, you know, on this show, we don't pull any punches. We like to just give our opinions. So uh, here we go. That we will do. Here we go. (laughs) Yeah, so real quick, so Strongman Corp, I reached out to one of their people today and, and a couple of their pro athletes and had some conversations with them. If you didn't know, and a lot of strong men and women do out there, but if you didn't and you're into the sport and you're competing in the sport now and are curious what pathways are available through Strongman Corp, uh, here they are. So Strongman Corp has got America's Strongest Man, which is arguably kind of a nice title to have. And the show itself, we can talk about that over the years, has been watered down a bit to compare it was years ago. But it's coming back around, I think. The Strongman Corp ASM, or America's Strongest Man, is one pathway to the Arnold. That's on the big stage, right? When we see these guys competing with the uh, Hummer tire deadlift, Mm -hmm. and you guys know what we're talking about on the big stage, the super heavyweight guys. Uh, They have a spot available for the ASM winner to compete at the Arnold. In the super heavyweight. In the super heavyweight class. Yep. That's right. That's right. The Arnold Pro representation uh, is, is, is from the ASM uh, as far as uh, the Strongman Corp is concerned. Okay. Uh, the Arnold Pro Women's or Arnold Pro in general um, are 20%. I'm sorry. The Arnold Amateur is 20% of the field at Strongman Corp Nationals. Okay. Right? And then, of course, the, they also throw the Arnold Pro classes, which are the other classes, which, of course, Hannah, Hannah Lindsay, uh, some of our people that we uh, interviewed mm-hmm. this year were a part of. And, of course, that's open to SC Pros, right? Your pro status through Strongman Corporation, which is available through top three places at Nationals or winning the Arnold Amateur. So if you qualify at Nationals to be that top 20%, mm-hmm. stay with me here, yep. you can then qualify to be a part of the Arnold Amateur Right. And then still have an opportunity to win your pro card there if you miss it at nationals. Okay. There's another way you can win your pro card. And I didn't ask this today, but I'm 99% confident 
Strongman Corp offers, of course, their Platinum Plus shows. And I think there's four of them a year. Maybe four, three to five, three to six, but four, I think. Okay. The Platinum Plus shows are pro weight. A winner gets their pro card. And I'm not sure about exactly in all the weight classes, but I can tell you the super heavyweight class does. So Strongman Corp is geared towards, well, we said it, the super heavyweight class Mm -hmm. of, of, and and I'm taking nothing away from all these other pros competing at Strongman, both men and women. But as we see it in the United States, Strongman Corp is more associated with that super heavyweight class, you know, be, be with the Arnold, you know, in particular. Right, and with America's Strongest America's Man. man. Okay. They don't have any affiliation with Giants anymore, and some guys say, well, they, they deal with Giants. It just so happens their athletes go to Giants because you know, a lot of the pro athletes that we see out there that are super heavyweights have been coming through Strongman Corps. Right, but Giants is an invite. But they're an invite. That's right. right. They're not. So we take it for granted, I think, as the spectators when we're watching it, when we see a guy like Trey Mitchell going to it or, or, or we see a guy like Evan Singleton this year going to it, well, he must have got that. He must have qualified somehow. No, he got an invite. When you're a badass and when you're at that level <laughs> – Hey, and you're bringing a crowd and you're bringing, you know, they're going to, they're going to find you, you know, giants will find you and you'll be there. So, you know, that's a a separate entity of its own. Now, USS, when you're talking about a pathway, and and this has kind of sort of been the argument between some teams out there, right? Uh, Some groups, some camps, some camps, let's call them camps. Mm -hmm. You know, why would I compete at USS if they don't offer the same pathways for my top level athletes, right? Because as an organization, USS is a great amateur organization, just like Strongman Corp. I would argue they're even a little bit better in that sense. Uh, Strongman Corp is a great opportunity for these high echelon, maybe super heavyweight athletes. But as a whole, I like USS maybe a little bit more with their amateur opportunities because they have a ton of amateur shows. It seems to me they're more geared towards that, you know, fostering the amateur class a bit more. Obviously, we look at their nationals, which we talked about last week, and they have 600 people competing on it. Whether that's too much or not, maybe a bit watered down, but we had that conversation last right. week. Right. But just goes to show you how many people are competing at USS. and for USS yeah. when you see that size of nationals. Yep. USS has a limited opportunity for pro uh, in general. I think the only thing they're affiliated with right now, outside of maybe an informal arrangement with Strongman's Champion League, uh, is, of course, Anthony's 105. Now the three top national contenders for USS are getting an invite to Clash on the Coast to compete there at the 105 class. Right. As far as where the super heavyweights fall in USS, they th- again, we can see where the argument comes from because there really is no pathway for the super heavyweights, the high-end super heavyweights. Of course, we're talking about these 1% guys out there to compete, sort of using that as a pathway from USS into any of these other opportunities. Uh, that I know of, and I've mm. talked to a few people that are pretty versed in the USS, and, and they don't know either. So what happens is, is USS, of course, is trying to develop their uh, USS World League, right, or their Worlds, which is mm-hmm. USS athletes. Uh, we're, of course, a part of that. Uh, this is one Great Lake Strongest Man. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know who you know I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, C- uh, Costin Sutton got a hold of me today on the group, and he said, so what's the over-under on you guys saying Great Lake Strongest Man today? See, that's two. There's two. That's two. Right, and I, should, I shouldn't even count that yeah. one. But I said three, so I've only got one more time right. to say it now. Then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit it so it's a push both ways. All right. But uh, in <laughs> any case, U- yeah, USS has got their, their worlds, of course, which is USF a- athletes, as I've been told, which is the top three finishers, podium finishers in the past. At these, at these USS Worlds, which hasn't been around that long. So you, I want you to think about the pool of athletes now, mm-hmm. right? Who do you get to choose from? Right. And then, of course, the top three finishers at Nationals. 
Well, if in fact there is no real pro card, as talking to Willie a couple months ago, we call it pro status, sort of, not really sort of beating around the bush, right? Because what is a pro card? We know it's a fictional thing in the sport. Right. Um, there's not a huge pool of athletes that have an opportunity with pathways to compete at a pro level in USS without creating some type of invite, right? right? Or maybe some an invite or however they want to work it out with other organizations, which sadly does not exist. Mm -hmm. So now when USS tries to put on a pro show, they're a little bit, in my opinion, again, behind the eight ball because they don't have a large pool of athletes to choose from, unlike Strongman Corp, which has been around considerably longer and also has a better pathway for specifically right. super heavyweight class. Yeah. Yeah, so I think the problem lies in that both of these organizations, whatever, however this gets worked on, we'll talk about a couple different things yeah. here, need to define what it means to be a pro. Like, define it. A hard, there needs to be a definitive benefit to be getting your pro card or your pro status or whatever it is. Um, because from what I just heard was that I essentially could – qualify and compete in what I consider the largest show in the United States. And that's the Arnold, the Arnold as an amateur. Essentially. Yes. So what does it mean to be a pro and strong? Well, well, let's back that up. Let's make sure we get your information. Listen, right. I, I, Arnold, I'll, Arnold amateur, right? The Arnold amateur. But if I win that, well, I can compete in the Arnold pro. Well, you're a pro that compete at ASM that can then go compete technically at the Arnold pro. Yes. So you, so as a pro, you have two events that you can compete at that are pros that are pro events. That's right. So what it means to be a pro is there's two events I can go compete at. Right. right. And, and with the hopes, with the hopes that giant sees you and right. says, can you come compete okay. for us? So yeah. that's the problem that I see right yeah. now. The problem I see is, is that there's no real benefit to being a pro in the United States as a strongman. So I think what happens is we end up with a lot of great people who are very happy not spending the extra money to go for this pro status that doesn't benefit them. And they compete in these larger even maybe or some smaller local regional type shows. And that's where USS kind of shines is those people. Those people that really have no desire to be a pro or very little, right. at least in the super heavyweight side. Um, and they will happily travel around their region and compete against the, the, these guys at a high level in a, in a lot of cases. Yeah. Because there's no actual benefit to becoming a pro for them. Right. And, and, and even in the strongman corp side, there's no benefit to becoming a pro at 105 kilograms. That's right. So the problem I see right now is we have two organizations that don't have a definitive reason to be a pro. One maybe has a little edge because you have the arm with a certain class in American strong yeah, okay. with a certain right. class. Yep. You have a little edge, yep. but overall we don't have a definitive reason to be a pro and we have a fractured competition pool. That's right. Because right now, which isn't that big to begin with, which isn't that big right. to begin with. Yeah. But right now you can't tell me the best in the world are competing at Arnold's nope. in the amateur or the pro division. Right. Because there's a whole group of strong motherfuckers in USS that don't care to do that stuff because they get two shows a year. That's right. So there needs to be a benefit. Yeah. And I think, and this is where we come down to what Anthony's doing. Right. I think the benefit is paying these guys in some way, some way, shape or form, 
paying these high level athletes to be a pro. And and Willie's trying trying to do, that. to do that. I don't know the particulars on that. Trying Nobody really do does that. that but I've all the shows should be that. That's right. What I'm saying is, yeah. if you're going to be a pro and you're going to say, okay, we've got a hundred pro strong men in our organization, they should have five, six shows a year. They can go and battle it out for cold hard cash. Right. And I think the only way to do that is to make five or six shows a year that, regardless of organization, a collaboration has yep. these are the six shows that are our pro strong united states pro strongman shows and if you don't want to say united states because of the weird fucking fight between you two called american strongman shows these are our right. six shows right. and here's how both of you guys can get to them and if you win these six shows here's the money you're gonna win right watch what happens to the competition then and only then will we have one more Brian Shaw or Martins Lises in, in, in this country to compete and put up a fight against these UK guys who honestly, besides Martins and Brian Shaw, are dominating the fuck out of us. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's the just Europeans my opinion. Yeah. 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 It's one way of getting there. Right. Okay. So let's back up. So we talk about Anthony and he's got what he's doing for Clash, which is great because the whole idea behind that was to give opportunity to athletes that weren't super heavyweights. Right. Uh, plain and simple. He'll tell you the same thing. He was a 105 guy. He had no opportunity ever to be a pro, right? Mm -hmm. To compete at a high level and actually make a little bit of money doing it instead of paying out the ass for it and getting zero, no light shined on the amount of work that these guys are putting mm -hmm. in at that level, right? So he's taking care of that. Boy, he's done it in a big way. Sure. There's no doubt about it. On every class, I just told you how much money these girls are getting paid. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. USS and Strongman Corporation, let's take, take a step back and look, right? Because that, that's sure. what's happening. And, and this is the – this is – if this doesn't light a fire underneath your ass, wait till one or two more Anthony's come yeah. along. Yeah. Because if they don't figure it out soon, another one or two guys is going to come along with a good idea yeah. and go, well, fuck, there's a hole in the system here. Yeah. I'm going to plug it. That's, I'm going to make it That's work. all it's going to yeah. take. Because right now we have OSG, which is non-affiliated. Non-affiliated. Okay. Yeah. So I can qualify for OSG. We could. Okay. Yeah. Um, we have the Clash series. That's right. Which is... A little bit affiliated with USS, bit, but I can qualify bit. for Clash. Yeah, and, and regardless, I think, of and, and that, an affiliation, in my opinion, and, I, and I'm not sure. going to put words in either of their mouths. Yeah, that's just a, hey, that's that's just a that's people working together. But I yeah, yeah. but I can go yeah. qualify for Clash. Sure, you could. Okay, yeah. it's going to take two more shows like that, two more, maybe three, and then we got our five high level shows, and these organizations is, are going to be just an afterthought. Yeah. Because why would I spend my $150 a year, $200 a year to compete at my local shows when I think I'm good enough to compete with the best of the best and here's five ways I can do it that I don't need you for. That's right. So these both of these organizations really need to get on their horse and like the bodybuilding, figure it out or they're going to get ran the fuck over. Yeah, I, I agree. Because when you look at OSG and the opportunity to get there and look at what Anthony's doing, the opportunity to get there, I don't ever have to do an amateur show. No. And if I did, I could certainly go to an amateur show that's not affiliated. Not affiliated. And, and, and listen, I, I got news for you. You know, the elephant in the room, that's happening right now. Oh, yeah. There's shows around that I've seen and heard of already that are affiliated with nobody because they don't want to pay the five or $600 or whatever it is to be affiliated when there's zero opportunity that goes along with that. There's no and, and, and I will say this, and I'm not knocking either organization because they know where their holes are. But, and I, but I'll tell you out right now, if you don't, and you're out there going, well, what's wrong with either of these organizations? If I was a promoter and I was promoting for either of these organizations right now, I'd have a few issues, of course. If I'm going to pay a lot of money to throw a show, 
I, I expect that I'm going to get something in return. Mm-hmm. I'm going to expect I'm going to get some type of assistance with sponsors, some type of, uh, and again, maybe if this is happening at a small level, it's not that noticeable, at least with the people that I've spoke with. Right. And, and or, in fact, they're going to give me the opportunity to, uh, you know, get, get uh, you know, better athletes or a pathway for better athletes, of course. That way I can promote that. And let's just talk on the simplest levels, like a social media level, right? Sure. Uh, listen, I, I'm, I'm Strongman Corp and USS guy on all my social media platforms. I can't tell you how often I don't see shit posted about these shows that are buying into these organizations that are looking for that love and support. Right. Uh, I got news for both organizations. Hire a social media manager and start taking advantage of what's out there. Fuck's sake. If I can learn it, anybody can learn it. Right. Uh, so you're right. I mean, there's a, there's, but, but, but let me, let me also say this, and I don't want to come off as a hater because I'm not trying to no, be a hater. No, no, no. I'm a, I, I love, I'm a lover because I love the sport. <laughs> and that's exactly what this is. And that's, yeah. that, that's where this rage or this little bit of anger comes from is that we need to start seeing a bit more collaboration going on. We need to see a little bit of let's not throw OSG uh, Southwest Regional Qualifier the same day as USS Nationals. Right. We brought that up. That's bullshit. It right. should never happen. We should never see a pool of athletes over here and a pool of athletes over here that arguably should be competing with one another, but they can't because of, uh, you know, of, of, of you know, tribalism of right. some sort. I don't even think it's tribalism. I think a lot of it comes down to, especially like on – even like even even some of your bigger local guys are are parts of both organization or are, are, are a part of both organizations because for for us we tend to compete regionally right because there is no there's no other than the Arnold which I'm probably not going to qualify for guess it not there's no I, I'm not talking me I'm just saying in okay. general right? right for the majority of the people competing right I'm definitely not going to qualify for. But I'm saying there's no so so they have one thing that they can shoot for, or not even the Arnold, because if they're not affiliated with OSG, they can't get to the Arnold. So okay, so maybe uh, o- or OSG, right? They can qualify for OSG, but that's a long ways away from a lot of people in this country, right? So we compete on a regional level usually. So yeah, a sure. lot of us are sure. are members of both organizations That's already, right. anyways. Yeah. So never should the biggest shows of either of those organizations cross over, because now you're making me decide as an athlete right. where I want to go. And if it, and what what does it boil down to? Maybe who's going? What's there? What's not? What you're offering? And I say we just forget all this stuff, like and 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 go to a system that like we I just said is you know four five six. High level shows, both organizations can qualify for. We let the, and this is what's gonna happen. Motherfucking Anthony's doing this. I'm telling you, Anthony's doing this. He's gonna have the clash, and Anthony's yeah. gonna go. This is how any motherfucker wants to come right. qualifies. You throw this show right. at these weights, and your top three will qualify. And clash, the clash series is gonna be a big series. And these guys just need to notice this stuff. And yeah. both of them are gonna fall to a an amateur level organization right. because somebody like Anthony who loves the sport, sees the holes in the sport, pays their athletes, pays their women is going to dominate both of them. That's right. Yeah. And I'm okay with it. If that's yeah. what you want to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, and listen, there, there, so there, so now you look at that as kind of like, uh, uh, you know, you got that, that I guess you call it sort of that medium and uh, median at the top, right? Yeah. They're going to be giants live. Yeah. <laughs> Which is okay. Yeah. Listen, if strongman corp and USS want to be, <laughs> A feeder corporations into that entity if they don't want to figure it out on their own right then god bless them sure i mean it makes complete sense to me why not why not hey if that's the marriage counselor at the top <laughs> hey i said it I, I, <laughs> elephant in the room <laughs> i said it i get it i know i'm not welcome at any fucking show now, now we are kicked out But listen if that's if that's that person no. at the top 
then so fucking be it. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, because this has got to get to a point where it makes sense to these athletes. And I get it. 99% of our athletes are guys that just love to throw around love fucking weight. Love to be, yeah. They just, but we're all fans of the sport. And right. we all want to see the best competing. We talk about it every time, every fucking time, every time. And that's the way the sport grows. We get yeah. the best of the best of the best, always competing at five, six, seven shows a year. How do you do that? Here's how we do that. And then the sport grows exponentially. Yep. There's no more of this fighting over whether I need to be strongman corp or USS to get to this, to get to that and blah, 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 blah. Yep. If you want to have your own special little spinoff thing, like the Arnold wants to create their own Arnold thing to qualify for the Arnold, by all means do that. And, and people that want to qualify will jump in and do those things. Right. But at a, as a high level, if we want to delineate a professional strongman in the United States, right. there needs to be six Professional shows where these motherfuckers can get paid to do what they do, and there needs to be a pathway for everybody down at the bottom to get there. I don't care yep. if it's strongman, USS, unaffiliated, doesn't fucking matter. No, it, it doesn't. You know how they do it over in Europe? How? They don't. Hey. It doesn't exist. There's no organization over there that's pushing amateur strongman. They just fucking do it. Yeah. Because they love to do it. It's a great And they thing. throw shows, and there's a lot of guys involved in yeah. it. And what kind of athletes is that producing? It's producing every the best. The best. That's the, right. best. the best because there's no barrier barrier no, to perform. They all can qualify for all this shit. Yeah. And know? then Giants yeah. Live goes, hey, I'll take you, strong I'll take you, you I'll, strong I'll take you. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And, and it works. And that's why we get yeah. dominated that's because right. there's no barrier to the sport. Yeah. And anytime we can live, of course, there these, these entities, let's make no bones about it. They're businesses and they're in it to make money. Well, and if they right. weren't, yeah, they're then they they would lose money, obviously. Yeah, right? and I get it. They got to make it. money. I don't think anybody has a problem with that. I don't think so either. As long as the things but are getting done, I'm not going to keep buying the, the same way. dinner when my steak's not right. done the way I want it cooked. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, that's exactly what it is. It yeah. can't get in the way. You can make money and be a business, but you can't get in the way of competition. That's right. In my mind, that's right. And and we've talked about this in powerlifting. Like I said, it'll come back around to that too. There's a there's a hundred powerlifting organizations, and what does it mean to get? And everyone's got their own little pro series, and this and that and the other thing. And it's just like, which is fine. Powerlifting's never going to be a mainstream sport. Let's be honest. But strongman can. Yes. It's entertaining enough. It had been in the past, and these barriers got in the way. Yeah. And and this and then we and it fell down. Yeah. And we need to build it back up. And this is how we do it. Yeah. And, and just a quick note on powerlifting, too. You know, there are there are now these organizations coming up that are saying, I don't give a fuck who you're affiliated with. They're invitationals for the best of the best. Yes. You know, but these groups provide that information pretty well with our powerlifting. It's obvious, right? Totals make that an obvious nature. Totals is easy. Right. And, and powerlifting right. has that that yeah. that advantage. Right. I mean, weights weight. Weight's totals weight. totals. Weight. I can look at you. Right. I, I can look at uh, openpowerlifting.org right. right now and tell you the best and the best in any fucking class, right. category, right. Right. affiliation. Yeah. It doesn't Whether matter. Whether you showed up or not, they're ranked the, there. The best guy didn't show up. They're ranked yes. there. Well, and that's uh, what I'm getting at. So, in order to achieve that in strongman, which we can't because it doesn't work like that, right. the formula is not the different. same. Yep. You have to get these guys competing in the room. You got to get them right. in the room. Period. Yep. Yeah. And it's not that hard because. The athlete pool's not that big. No, and that's this, and it's that not. really is the fragile nature of it as well. I think you got to look at the other end of that, right? We're a niche sport still, despite the growing nature of this sport and how big it's gotten over the last ten or fifteen years. Again, we're we're vulnerable, yeah, to bad shit happening. Mm -hmm. Well, we're kind of in it a little bit, in my opinion. Kind of outside yeah. of some of the good shit, sure. like Anthony and stuff that's taking place. But uh, yeah, I think listen, if anything, guys, 
this should bring up conversation with you, with your guys you train with, with the team and clubs you're a part of. Sure. Uh, because, you know, it, it, I'm not suggesting we, we band together in any way, shape, or form other than demanding good competition. You don't, you don't want to pick at USS. I'm not going to pick at USS. I'm not going to pick Strongman Corp. That's not, that's not what this is about. I'm not even hating on them despite maybe some of the, you know, the volume there. I'm not, it's just, I think we all can, we all see the elephant in the room here. And when we see good things happening in the sport, like what clash is doing, and we also see that there's pathways now like with OSG and their, their regional qualifiers and clash and his qualifiers, Again, if you yeah. don't do something quick, what's the point of having any amateur organization if all I need to do is look at these shows that offer qualifiers and I don't have to do anything but bring my it's, ass there and get the job done? Especially since, and this is no, no stone thrown at anyone individual, individually, but especially since on the amateur level side of things, you don't get a lot of support from them anyways. No, you don't. So you might want to start thinking as a promoter, that's what, what yeah. do I need them for? Yeah, I, yeah let's if not have the conversation take over because that's another thing that we want to talk if about. If there's other pathways to the biggest shows yeah. in the world, what do I need an organization for? Right. What are they doing for me? Right. Telling me what the weight should be? I can fucking YouTube that. <laughs> right. Right. There, and listen, if you know, I need to get strongmen to compete, I can go to the strongman groups on Facebook for that. Right. I mean, I mean, it, it's it hard reaching out to these right. guys so, and finding them. So yeah. I think it's time. My point is, is I think it's time for these organizations to go. All right, here we got to do something. We yeah. got it. We got to. We got to make this clear pathway right. for everybody. Get the best in the room. Let's meet at the table and let's pay these something. motherfuckers. Let's figure it out. Yep. Let's let's not be competing entities. Let's figure out how to do this collectively at the table to get this done the best way for everybody. Imagine though, imagine yeah. just sitting down and going, and, and one day, imagine the social media, one day those two sit down at a table and go, let's create a super show. Let's create Can a I way. Can I film that? I would love to film Let's that. create a way that we get our my best athletes to compete against your, your best, best athletes. athletes at the top. And yeah, let's, let's create some And let's pay them 25 grand. Right. Imagine right. what would happen. Yeah. It would explode. It would yeah. absolutely explode. So. You're not only hurting the athletes, you're kind of hurting the organization. Yeah. Well, hey, let's hope maybe they're both thinking that way. I highly doubt it. That is what it is. Again, yeah. not bitching, not complaining no. about anybody individually. It's just uh, it comes from a love of the sport and wanting to see it That's grow, right. wanting to get the best and the best. And, you know, tired of getting dominated by Europe. Yeah, that too, right? <laughs> the USA versus the world. Yeah. Well, they're doing that this year, the yeah, USA. But anyhow, and listen, I'm not knocking our heavyweights. Yeah, no, we got some good ones. Hey, listen, we beat Russia in 84, I think it was. So what was it? 81, was it? The Miracle on Ice? Yeah, the Miracle on Ice. <laughs> I think it was 81. 81, yeah, okay. So okay. Yeah, sorry, it was in the 80s. I'm kidding, guys. Of course, we have a lot of greats. <laughs> we have a lot of greats. We do. Greats. But it'd be nice to see them all compete at that level at the same time. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, listen, that was a, a percentage of – of what we could have talked about when it comes to those organizations and the love for our sport. Uh, Tammy Joe, I promise powerlifting is coming your way. Uh, we have a lot going on with powerlifting here in the next couple months. Uh, we can't wait to share that with everybody. We also have a lot of bodybuilding going on. Uh, I have a couple IF, IFBB pros coming right into studio to talk about some good stuff about bodybuilding, which does exist, guys. I, I admit uh, I love bodybuilding. Uh, the athletes that competed in it, of course. And, of course, I'll be at Clash next week. Uh, so we're not going to do a show on Wednesday next week because I'll be in transit. Hiatus. Yeah. So it'll be Maybe like, I'll just come on and do a, like a solo show. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't let me know. Tune, um, in, tune in to hear me yeah, rant. Yeah. But in the meantime, we'll get out a couple, uh, a couple interviews I have lined up 
uh, next week before I leave, I'll get those launched out. And then, of course, when I get back, we'll have a whole shit ton of fun stuff to talk about with Clash. Yeah. Uh, all the great people I'm, I'm uh, loving for the first time to meet when I get out there and some people that I can't wait to see for the first time, although I feel like we're great friends already. Yeah. So in any case, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, episode number 32, 32. Uh, live on Wednesday night, except for next Wednesday. Stay strong, everybody.